0: From The Daily Northwestern, this is The Weekly. I'm Shane McKeon. It's week eight, and uh, it's been quite a week. On Tuesday, Donald Trump shocked the world and was elected president of the United States. Trump's win has left Northwestern students stunned. Just after it became clear on Tuesday night that Trump would defeat Hillary Clinton, students gathered on the Lakefield to vent and support each other. And our own Molly Glick has this story. With some help from reporter Sam Burnett's and audio editor Corey Mueller.
1: As the outcome of the presidential election became apparent, Northwestern students gathered on the Lakeville. They were angry and confused, but also determined. Sid Shaw, a Medill sophomore, came to the Lake Phil to vent her anger and sadness and found something encouraging.
2: It isn't even officially over, and I'm already impressed by like the amount of solidarity everyone's showing. If there's something optimistic to get out of this, it's that people are sticking together.
1: Communication senior Hale McSherry organized the meeting so that members of the Northwestern community could support each other while processing the results.
0: I have a lot of adrenaline, mostly adrenaline, in my blood right now. I feel prepared to fight with love. We knew this would be a historic night. I wish it was historic differently, but I know that it's going to change a lot of things. Can I get an amen? Amen! Amen. Can I get an amen?
1: The next day, campus was quiet. It seemed like the only thing filling the silence was talk about uncertainty and fear. It was the first time the majority of undergrads stepped into a voting booth, but even to them, it was clear this was no usual election. We talked to Northwestern students to get a sense of how they felt just hours after Trump's victory blared on their screens. They gave us one word to capture how they were feeling.
0: Surprise.
3: Devastated. Disgusted. Distraught.
1: Bullshit. Hopeless. For many, the results came as a shock.
3: I went to bed hoping that I'd wake up to good news, and I didn't.
1: That was freshman Kelsey Malone. For those who stayed up, night played out in stages. Sydney Larrier took us through her thoughts as the numbers trickled in.
3: So I made a conscious decision not to go to like any election parties or things like that, just because I didn't want to be around like the stress of whatever was going to happen. I had this sinking feeling that Hillary wasn't going to make it. But there was like a little bit of hope, but around 8 o'clock, that began to disappear. And by midnight, it was completely gone. And then by 2 o'clock in the morning, I was just
1: numb. For sophomore Chloe Forte, the results that baffled so many of us came as no surprise.
3: All that comes down my Facebook feed is pro-Trump. I know. Trump came to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I'm from, and packed it out, and everyone was very excited and very hopeful that he would bring the change that they wanted. So I knew, based on that, that a lot of the country is feeling that way. I'm happy that like now the rest of
1: the world is woken up to the reality that a lot of us knew existed. So what will a Trump presidency even look like?
4: I don't believe that all of Trump's interests are going to align with the conservative Republican Congress and like Senate. I'm hoping that he won't be able to pass a ton of really horrible things. I'm thinking that he'll probably get rid of a lot of the things we already have. I just hope that the damage is mitigated to setting us back about 10 or 15 years as opposed to like 30 or 40 years.
1: That was Michael Hendon, a McCormick sophomore. For now, Hale McSherry advises us to be there for our friends and family, And not to give up.
0: I think we're really being called right now to spread peace and light and love as much as possible. And that's through not being silent and through fighting, not just on election day, but all year long. While the presidential election came to an explosive end with plenty of controversy the last few weeks. We in the Daily's newsroom have been following our own mini-controversy here on campus. Some have called it Moldgate. There have been reports of non-toxic mold in students' dorm rooms all across campus. Our own Claire Fahey sat down with Assistant Campus Editor Yvonne Kim, who's been following this story.
3: So there have been a lot of rumors going around campus that there has been a mold infestation in some of the residence halls. Could you give me some information about this mold situation?
5: Yeah, so based on the extent of my knowledge, the situation is pretty far from a mold infestation, although those rumors are quite funny. To give a brief rundown of the situation, three residence halls, Plex, Ayers, and Bob, in that order, have reported substances that students thought were mold. And while Plex was confirmed not to have mold, administration did confirm that Ayers and Bob did have the same type of mold in their dorms.
3: So how has the university responded to these reports of a a mysterious substance in (laughs) different residence halls?
5: So as I just mentioned, they did take samples of the substance to confirm whether or not it was mold in the first place. And what they did is they took samples and sent them to a third-party lab to figure out what exactly the substance was. In Plex, they found that it wasn't mold. And in Ayers and Bob, they did. And even before they did confirm that, they took efforts to clean down the mattresses and even eventually replace a lot of the mattresses in Ayrs CCI.
3: So how many cases of this substance has been reported?
5: Um, I'm not sure exactly how many students reported it, but I do know that in Ayrs, over 50 students' mattresses were reported. So at the very least, 50 students did find mold underneath their mattresses in that building.
3: Has anyone had to move out
5: of their dorm? Based on my knowledge, nobody actually moved out of their dorms. There were students who had to sleep in their friends' rooms or in sleeping bags or couches while their mattresses were being replaced. Paul Ryle, who's the Assistant Vice President of Residential and Dining Services, said that the university did offer to allow students to relocate, but students also did respond by saying that they never received those offers. So we're not quite sure on where the university stands on that issue.
3: Where did the university get the extra mattresses? Some of the students I spoke to told me
5: that the first few students who did report the mold on their mattresses were able to get replacements right away, so I'm assuming that those were stored in airs. As for the rest of them, there were a lot of extra mattresses in the Hinman residence hall, and those were used to replace the mold mattresses in airs.
3: So generally, how are students feeling about this situation? How do they feel that it's been handled by the university? I would say for the
5: most part, it was met with a lot of criticism and anger a lot of students felt that the university wasn't doing enough to respond to their complaints. But I think especially in the air situation, which I reported on extensively, a lot of students found that once the problem started developing more, administration started responding a lot more efficiently and quickly. A lot of students even reported the problem to their parents who called administration. And after that, admin started sending out a lot of emails to students about the measures they're taking, offering to clean down mattresses, disinfect sheets, and so on. Is the mold toxic? Based on our reports, no. Administration says that after they sent the mold to the laboratory, they received confirmation that the mold is indeed present, but it isn't toxic, and it's likely not going to pose any threat to the students who live in the residence halls.
0: Mold has also been found in Bob Hall. Our own Davis Rich talked to some students who live there about dealing with the mysterious substance.
2: Do you know Sully from Monsters, Inc.? You know how he's like aqua and furry? Like, that's what was laying on my floor. (laughs) That's freshman James Walker. When he arrived
4: at his room in Bob to move in during Welcome Week, he found mold all over his new living space.
2: It was not only in the middle, but it was also in each place there had been pressure under the bedposts, under the trash can, under the chair legs, and the desk legs were the worst. But by far the worst was the... Each chair has, like, those uh, gray foam cushions, and it was, like, coming out of the gray bottoms of both chairs to a point where, like, it was, again, it was almost in the moving and breathing state of uh, an organism.
4: Walker and his roommate reported the mold and were quickly moved to another room. Yet, according to Walker, persistent health issues indicate that mold is prevalent in his new room as
2: well. I've probably spent in excess of fifteen to twenty dollars on tissue boxes. We think it's because of mold. We stopped using our air conditioner because we thought that might be the thing doing it and we just use our win- window as ventilation but we um, still have had the same symptoms. Walker isn't the
4: only Bob resident who has had health troubles. After a cold persisted for a month and a half, Annabelle Mendoza went to go to the doctor.
2: I was like, this is something more than a cold. This sounds really gross, but my nasal congestion got, like, so bad that I just went to the doctor. And he told me that, like, it wasn't due to a cold. It was more of a nasal infection. had to do with, like, the environment I was living in, the air I was breathing in. So I thought maybe it's the air conditioner in our room that's, like, just dirty and gross. So my roommate and I turned it off. We opened the window. But then we also heard girls on our floor saying, oh, we found mold, like, under our mattress. And about the windowsill. So we checked and we found some. So I talked to my doctor and he was like, yeah, it could be the fact that you're living in a place with mold, that you have this nasal infection, and I can give you antibiotics, which he did, and I'm on still. But he's like, if you, like the antibiotics can only do so much, and if you still like stay in this place, you won't actually get like fully healthy.
4: Natalie Sands decided to check out her room after girls on the fourth floor of Bob began to complain about mold.
3: People on our floor started telling us that they had found mold above the windowsill and so we checked our own windowsill and saw little black dots which is when we started to freak out.
4: Sands and her roommate Frances Ho decided to take matters into their own hands.
3: We postmated
5: bleach because we didn't know that we could call maintenance to handle it, so we got some bleach and then we put paper towels of bleach all on our walls so our entire room smelled like bleach for a good week.
4: Some students have found it difficult to generate responsiveness from Northwestern.
5: And then I put in a maintenance request and they didn't do anything for like a week or two, so I had to call people. I called like residential services for them to do something about it and then they like
3: had to clean the same day.
4: That's Brooklyn Copeland. She says the mold in her room made her question the quality of Bob's living conditions.
3: I went on a rant to like our security guard about how
5: bad our living is. Se- I think it's I've seen other dorms and like especially South Campus dorms, like yes, they're like slightly more expensive, but like I definitely shouldn't be living with mold. So I definitely think there's an issue with Northwestern just not caring about Bob in any way.
4: But for James Walker, choosing to live in
2: Bob represents a trade off. What I've heard a lot of is you can't have a really fun dorm and a really nice dorm those two are mutually exclusive and incompatible with one another so bob is a fun dorm and therefore
0: not a really nice dorm and that's our show the weekly is a production of the daily northwestern northwestern evanston's only daily news source since 1881 thank you to molly glick sam burnett's claire fahey yvonne kim and davis rich and to WNUR's Alex Letterman. If you'd like to join The Daily, it's never too late. We take people all quarter and all year round. Go to dailynorthwestern.com and click the Join Us button. The Daily is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, as well as a newsstand near you. Our audio editor is Corey Mueller. I'm Shane McKeon. Thanks for listening.